Welcome to episode six of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And I'm Greg. And this is a podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking some delicious cocktails. Shan, what are we going to be making today? What do we got for the folks? I think we're going to go ahead and delve into sours. Ooh, yeah. Those, I mean, we're approaching. I mean, springtime's here. I mean, summertime's coming. It makes you think of those delicious, citrusy kind of drinks that have, uh, you know, just a whole lot going on. W- which ones are we going to do? Uh, I, so I, we're going to start with the whiskey sour, but then we're quickly going to shift gears and we're going to create a New York sour out of it. So oh my it's a two for one recipe. And then we have a special one towards the end that we'll get into. That sounds fantastic. Uh, well, how should we start here? Should we actually talk about some ingredients? What are we going to be needing for these things today? And then we can kind of talk about some of that stuff. Okay, so we're going to be pulling out uh, a rye or a bourbon. Okay, very good. What are we going to use today? We've got, I think we've got the 101 wild y- turkey. Yeah, so um, you want to use something probably with citrus. You want to use something that's about 100 proof so it can stand up to the citrus. So something a little stronger, some little more booze forward. Yeah, you want it to cut through a it's little got legs. bit. It's got legs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to go ahead and pull that out of your cupboard. We're also going to, uh, you're going to want to cut up some lemons for this one, and hopefully you have a way to make your own lemon juice. Very good. Uh, we just have, honestly, we just have like the little Ikea juicer that we use at home, and it easily goes into the dishwasher when it, you're done. It works great, too. So uh, for one recipe, you probably, uh, one lime, um, or sorry, one lemon will work fine. Um, you'll, you should get enough juice out of it for this. Uh, I used one lemon, and it made two of our cocktails. So, and we're going to also pull out simple syrup and you might as well have some red wine on hand too. Um, you're just going to need a little bit of red wine. So if you have some left over in your fridge, chances are you've got an open bottle sitting in the fridge. We did. Yeah. So, um, a, a red wine that will work the best is something that is a little bit, um, juicier and heavier. So something like a Merlot, a Cab or a Syrah would be ideal. Very good. So those are the things you're going to be pulling out right now. And let's also start with some tools, too. All right. So probably I would imagine, is this going to be mixed or stirred, these drinks, Shan? And we're going to use a shaker today. Oh, okay. So we're going to be shaking. All right. We'll get the shaker out. Obviously, get your little measuring device out. Get the measuring utensil. Get that uh, graduated measuring device. We uh, always, always measure and use something that's easy to read. Absolutely. And a strainer. That's right. So we've got, uh, so are we going to be using Hawthorne or are we going to actually pull out that secondary strainer, that kind of conical, meshy strainer? I use the meshy strainer to strain the, you know, the, the pulp, pulp out, out okay. of the lemon juice. Okay, so, so this is not going to be the, uh, they'll probably want to have their, uh, they're probably going to want to have their Hawthorne on hand to hold the ice back, but then it's going to be, really this is a double strain technique. Oh, I double strain. You could probably throw your fresh squeezed lemon juice in and then just strain through the fine strainer either way. Um, right. I'm, I like it very clear, so I double strain. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then uh, for the first drink, you're also going to want to grab your rocks glass or your old-fashioned glass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about sours while you're grabbing out all those things from the cupboard. And uh, yeah, is there any is there like a written rule of uh, to be called a sour? Is there like you must have X, you must have Y? Is there anything like that? Yeah, well, basically you have to have citrus. Um, that would be that the sense. main ingredient. Um, little history on this: we kind of went into this when we went into gin drinks too. Um, the adding citrus 
had started back in the 1700s when the British sailors um, were sailing around and trying not to get scurvy. Oh, yes, yeah, scurvy dogs. <laughs> they need, need the vitamin C, so they started carrying limes and, limes and lemons. Usually they'd have rum with them, but, you know, whatever booze they had on hand, and they would mix the citrus in with it to make it a little bit more sour so the sailors wouldn't partake as heavily as they might want to. And or verse of I said to make them drink it in the first place. They gave it to them with rum so they'd yeah. actually actually drink it. <laughs> and also, um, they didn't really drink water because water was very dangerous. You didn't know what yeah, you were back getting. Then, back then, people drank a lot of beer and alcohol just for the plain fact that they didn't trust water. Yeah, probably for a really good reason. Yep. Anyway, so it started back in the 1700s. And uh, so you could almost say that the sour recipes started way back then. Interesting. Okay. Well, then probably the first recorded recipe was in the Bartender's Guide in 1862. Okay. Now we're talking. I'm getting a little, more, a little bit more current here. So this is, I'm assuming we're approaching like whiskey sour zone. Yes. And um, the recipe hasn't changed that much. It's a little bit different. You can always look it up. If you want the old recipe, I believe you can find it just on Wikipedia. Um they use, I don't, yeah, it's just a little bit different. Um, but that's where this all started. And then um, the sours are great because they really create like a building block to be able to make other other cocktails off of. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier before that we started recording today that a lot of this stuff, I mean, with a lot of the cocktails that we've been talking about, it's a good base, a good springboard which to go and do other things. And Shans found out that really the uh, these sours, they really lend themselves to this type of thing. When we get into a little bit further into the episode, we'll give you some uh, some hints of the other types of drinks you can make with this. But I did find something I thought was interesting I never thought about, and that was in the 19th century when the train systems started being everywhere. They were able then to take citrus from you know the southern regions up into places that had never really had this citrus before. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so then they were, you know, then bartenders were experimenting, and then it really opened up a wide world of, of different recipes. That's cool. That's really cool. Okay, enough of that. Enough of that. Let's uh, let's make a, let's make a sour. Alrighty, what do we got to do here? Okay, so you're gonna take your shaker and you're gonna throw some ice in it. All right, we've got. Uh, I put some big ice in there. Yeah, we're going to do two ounces of your rye or bourbon. Like I said, ours is wild turkey that we're Alrighty. using. Got it. Okay, you're going to do one ounce of lemon juice, the freshly squeezed lemon juice that oh. you just hopefully goes out while we were chatting. Okay. Um, just as a just as a hint, please use real fruit. Um, the fresh, the fresher, the better. It really does make a difference. Don't take it from those little plastic lemons. Um, it will really make a difference in in your drink. So uh, it's worth it's worth the squeezing. Aren't they always? <laughs> they, they certainly are. <laughs> and then you're going to do three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. Alrighty, there we are. All right, throw all that in there. Let's uh, okay. throw that in that shaker there. Okay, you want to go ahead and shake that up. I'll put the top on there and we'll give it some shaking. Here we go. Okay. Let's get you're going to get nice and cold. Yep, you know, shake it till. We, of course, aren't shaking it as long because that would be a really long time to listen to it. It would be annoying to listen to that the whole time. But you're going to shake it until the outside of your shaker has a little ice on it, essentially. Basically freezing your hand, basically shaking it so much and getting it so cold that you just can't hold on to it anymore. And that's the right amount of time. Because I'm an amateur and I don't like to have my hands cold, I usually wrap a dish towel around it. But I think that's completely fine. uh, I'm sure bartenders will be like, ah. 
Oh, I think I've seen Wimp. him do that. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to go ahead and strain that out. Uh, I'd, oh, glasses, glasses. Yeah, go and grab that old-fashioned glass. Oh, throw a little bit of ice in your old-fashioned glass, by the way. Okay. So what I've got here is now I've got the Hawthorne strainer on top of the uh, mixing tin, and I'm holding that with one hand, and I'm holding the uh, that conical fine mesh strainer over the glass, and I'm going to pour right through that, and it's going to what they call the double double strain technique here. Very nice. Very okay, nice. so now you've got you know you can kind of see the whiskey and the lemon juice in there. It's kind of a yellowish color, uh, right there. That is your whiskey sour. And it looks and smells delicious. Now, if you wanted to stop there, you'd garnish that with a little bit of a lemon rind and a maraschino. Okay, very nice. That that would look great, too, and probably taste great. We're not stopping there. But I know that, you know, this, this it's good, but it's not quite good enough. No. So, uh, we are going to be adding that red wine to the top of this. I'm going to tell you how to what? do this. Yep. So we have gone from a whiskey sour, which is what you have right now in your glass. Okay. Uh, you can always try that one and then move on and make another one. There we go. Um, we're going to make a New York sour. Same exact base re- base recipe as the whiskey sour, but we're going to float that uh, half an ounce of red wine over the top. And this All is, right. it's really fun. So how you float it is, okay, go ahead and pour your half ounce of red wine into your measuring Here you go. cup. All right, perfect. And then where you're going to take a spoon, I, you know, you can use a bar spoon. It works just fine. Um, when I'm at home, I like to use just a little bit wider spoon because I think it makes it spread out just a little bit more. But you're going to turn the spoon over so you're using the back of it. You're going to put it pretty close to the top of your surface of your drink. And then you're going to slowly pour the red wine over the back of the spoon. Oh, that's very cool. And it's going to make this cool, like, dark red float. It's like a, it's like a, what it looks like is it looks like about a half or three quarter inch dark red layer floating on top of a wonderful, uh, uh, kind of basic sour looking kind of light tan mixture with a big ice cube in it. It looks really cool. It looks very, very cool. It's so pretty. When we make these for people, this is always the one that everybody wants to have another one of. Oh yeah. These, and they, and they're very unique and, and we should probably taste it. Oh, wait, we have to garnish. Um, oh, so oh, when it's not a whiskey sour, when it's a New York sour, just throw a little bit of lemon rind on there. You don't throw the cherry in there. Very good. Here, let's give this a try. This looks All right. good. Yeah, I love, they're so, they're so Cheers. pretty. It's such a pretty look. Oh for, man, that's good. First of all, it's delightful. The second, so the first taste you get, usually the first drink you have, is a little bit of that red wine. You kind of come through that red wine layer. Yeah, and it almost, if I had to describe it as anything, I would say it almost tastes a little bit like a sangria. Yep, me too. That's what I was going to say, because you have the kind of the wine plus fruit, well, plus the sour taste. I mean, that's kind of a a sangria-esque taste. And yeah, it's, it's... Definitely a summertime taste for sure. And don't stir this. Like just explore. No, leave the it drink's up on top. Fun of because you start with almost a sangria taste, and then you get down into the whiskey sour. So, right. um, yeah, it's I love this drink. It's a really pretty drink. And they look great too. And they look really good. It's it's very cool. It really makes great pictures. So I can't wait to share that with you guys. Right. Exactly. So um, anyway, that's the whiskey sour. That's that sounds and good. Do we do we the know the New York sour uh, all in one recipe? So it's like a one point five. So it's for your time there, you end up with <laughs> a one point five different recipes there, just with the float of your leftover red wine that you didn't know what to do with. You had about a 
What was it, an ounce on each one of them? You know, I'm going to just tell you one more time what the measurements were of that because I think it's important because we went through it twice. Yeah, let's go through one more so, time. So uh, it was two ounces of rye or bourbon, mm-hmm. one ounce of lemon juice, mm-hmm. three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. Um, so Oh, and some people use a teaspoon of super fine sugar. Either of those work out just fine. And then uh, for the New York Sour, it was the half ounce of Red, red wine, wine float. For the float. Yep. Now, another word about the float. Uh, you see that technique done quite often, making like a black and tan or something, floating one beer on top of the other. I've seen a tool they call the turtle, and it looks like a little mm-hmm. turtle shell that they float. At least it's for beer. I wonder if, if you got one at home, you might be able to use it for this, too. That'd be kind of cool. Cause Can't it's just hurt a, to try. It's just a cool tool to have in your toolbox. This looks like a turtle. So and plus, it looks that? like a cute little turtle. <laughs> but a spoon works just great. And spoon works fantastic. I mean, these look these look really good. And it sure makes you look, even though it's super easy, it sure makes you look like a pro. It, it definitely, <laughs> when, when Shan pulls these out for folks and people are like, wow, what in the world am I going to be having there? But as you heard, it's what, three ingredients? Yeah. So it's, it's not bad at all. Three and then the red wine on top, yeah. It's three ingredients plus red wine float. So those three ingredients or that um, that ratio okay. is essentially you can use that ratio to make a lot of different drinks. So just like we've talked about in other episodes, you know, it's simple sub, you know, sub substitution. Substitution, sorry. Um, of like the, either the alcohol or the fruit juice. Yeah, could make a completely different cocktail. Yeah, like if we did all this with lime juice, it might be quite a bit different. Yeah, or you could you know, use a different kind of alcohol. Yeah, you could come, so, in, come in with mezcal or something. Yeah, so um, a little bit. So there's also one more version of the, like if you look up on um, the internet, whiskey sour recipes. Sometimes you'll see them with uh, egg white as optional. I've seen that, yeah. All right, there's some purists. They would call that a Boston sour. Um, it's essentially the same thing as a whiskey sour. And I'm just going to tell you really quickly about about that because it's a pretty easy substitution in there. Sure, add that on. So egg white is optional on this, um, but I always suggest that you use real egg white. Don't use egg white from the box. Um, It just doesn't froth up the same way. So, And also measurements get a little weird when you do that. Feel free to uh, experiment, but take it from us. We've done We've done, we put in the time, we've done the research. Yeah, so I, at <laughs> the point where you would put the egg white in if you want to make a Boston sour is you do your two ounces of rye or bourbon, you do your one ounce of lemon juice, you do your three quarters of simple syrup, and you would put your egg white into the shaker. But do not put any ice into the shaker at that it, time. They call it dry shaking. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know if you know how to separate an egg white, but generally I'll just crack an egg and then uh, over the top of the glass I'll move the the yolk back and forth between the two halves of the egg white, I mean, of the egg, and it separates it out for you. So. If you don't know how to do that, hit YouTube. You'll yeah. be able to figure it out. It takes seconds to learn. How to do it. <laughs> it's super easy. Super easy. Again, another thing, if you're not doing it right now, it's going to make you look really damn cool. So, um, yeah, so you're going to dry shake that. So you're going to put all those ingredients into the shaker. You'd shake that vigorously. Um, for about the vigorous s- shaking, about the same amount of time that you would normally, like right. twenty seconds. But it won't be getting it. cold, so no, no you're ice. you're just frothing it as much as you can. Yep. And then you're going to open your shaker back up. You're going to throw your ice in there, and then you're going to shake it until again, till the outside of it. So you can't stand holding on. So to, you, it. Yeah. to your hands have stuck on there like that kid's tongue, <laughs> tongue. on uh, <laughs> that Christmas on, Christmas on that story flagpole. And Christmas yeah. Story. So um, 
Yeah, when you can't get your hands off the shaker, it's it's cold. Then it's done. <laughs> so if you want to do it that way, then you can strain that off. Um, make sure you get your egg whites, kind of shake your shaker while you're straining it into your glass. And it's going to make that really beautiful little foamy top on top of it. And then there's people would suggest that you put a little Angostura bitters on top. You can make it pretty. Um, by putting a couple drops and then taking a toothpick and running it through the center of the drips like in a circular motion. And that's how they start to get those little designs when you go out to a bar. Secret hint number one for today. Yeah. And when you put it, the reason they put the Angostura bitters on here is so that you don't get the smell of egg white. And also it's the Angostura does smell really nice. Yeah. And it tastes delicious. I mean, it's really. So anyway, if you want to make a Boston sour, that's how you're going to do that. So now you've gotten three for one. This is, tell me, tell me that, uh, you know, we must be done then because they've gotten more than their money's worth here on this free podcast. So, <laughs> so we are the bargain basement. This is of, the bargain uh, basement of cocktail of recipes today. Cocktail recipes today. And all these are going to be, you know, pretty much these are going to be, I think you have pictures of a couple of these at least and recipes up on the. Instagram site. Some too, previ- so. previous recipes, and then okay. the one I'm going to feature for this is going to be the New York sour pitcher. Oh, fantastic! And, and like I said, you can stop, just strip. stop before the red wine, and you have a regular exactly whiskey sour. Is exactly right. Um, I might even put something in the instructions about a break. Like here's a whiskey sour. Here's a here's a New York sour. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a lot of stuff to tell you so about. That today. was like that was like one point one and one point two on that one. What do we have for number two for the second, uh, second the kind of the twist cocktail here? Yeah, all right. So I'm going to have one more sip of my cocktail here. Oh, yes. And then we're going to walk into uh, making the next one. So. Fan- fantastic, yeah. Um, I really like Sorry, the... I'm enjoying this a lot. So I, really, I really like the New York Sour. That's one of my favorite ones once we found how to make it. I really like it. Okay, next one. Hopefully you guys have had these before. They aren't exactly rare. But we're going to make a Pisco Sour. Oh, I like these. These are really good. Yeah, and then we were talking about uh, exchanging our lemons for limes. That's exactly what we're going to be doing. So I want you to uh, grab some limes, cut those little dudes in half, and go ahead and juice your limes. All right, we had some pre-juiced, of course. And then um, we're going to be using Pisco. So pull your Pisco out, everybody. Yep, and we're also going to be using simple syrup. So we've got the simple syrup out already. We've got the Pisco, Angostura is sitting here on the counter. And appropriately, we're going to be using egg white on this one. All right. We just talked about that technique. So here we are with the egg. We're going to separate that out and toss away the yolk. All righty. So that's been pre-done here. So we're ready. We've uh, So we're ready. Okay. So we're going to... Um, Clean the shaker out. Alrighty, I've, I've already done that. We're dry. Sh- okay, we're dry shaking. So we're going to do two ounces of Pisco. It's in there. We're going to do one ounce of simple syrup. Okay, there we go. And we're going to do three quarters of an ounce of lime juice. Okay, there is juices juices in. And we're going to throw the egg white in there. Alrighty, the prepared egg white that we did. There it's right in there now. There we go. Okay. And, you know, the other thing, this is a little bit different recipe, but if you want to try the same um, the same quantities as the sours before, it probably would turn out fine. I don't think there's really any issue. It, this would maybe be a little bit sweeter than the other sour recipe, but other than that, there's really no difference. Okay. So let's go ahead and dry shake that. All right, so I'm shaking that here. 
and it's while you, you're doing that yeah. i'm gonna grab a coupe because i you know people yeah. serve these in different things but i really like the coops because this is a pretty drink so we're frantically shaking the dry shaking not as noisy as when there's ice in there so yep. that's good all right once you're Okay. Right, give yourself like a, a good 20 seconds there, Alrighty. but then um, you're going to open the top up and throw some ice in there. Alrighty. And I mean, gently watch throw ice you, in there right. you don't want it to splash out. We can't, we can't lose any right, precious we'll liquid. Ice in there. And then, uh, yeah, great. We're going to shake that yeah, again. All right. Let me get the top back on here. Jeez. Okay. Here we go. And of course, we'll... Normally, you'd want to do that for 30 seconds or so, or yeah. maybe a little so more. So your hands are cold. Until your hands freeze off. I mean, it's just, at that point, you're not frothing up the egg anymore. You're just really just getting your liquid cold. Exactly. So. Um, yeah, so go ahead and strain that off into uh, into our glass. And, uh, Very nice. Yeah, and then you see how that start. see as you pour it, how frothy that is I on know, top? So you kind of shake some of the... Shaking some of the foam out of there, and I would. I'm just, I shake that foam all the way out, yeah. like past the ice and everything. Yeah. Try to get every last ounce of it, yeah. but just because it makes it frothier looking. Mm -hmm. So you should have a nice, like, white head on the top of that drink now. Mm -hmm. And then this is when we're gonna put just a couple drops of Angostura on the top. So I'm gonna do. I'll do four. I'll do like a square. There we go. We got four drops on there now kind of just it's kind of it has stopped it's basically just settled right on the top of that foam layer so i've got four dots i don't know about the size just a little bit bigger than a pea yeah exactly. size drop and then then you take your toothpick okay and you're gonna draw through them okay so i'll just drag through them and make like a little spirally design here oh yeah look yeah at it that. makes look it at look that. like little leaves or something like there that there you go look at that and you can do what i mean you can be as creative as you want you can put as many drops on there as you put want some X's you, can, and you can make a skull you could you could make, you a, make skull. a skull uh you can <laughs> Pisco sour rocks. Pisco sour rocks. <laughs> so, right. Well, I've kind of this is now it's just kind of smeared on top there. I kind of went and tried to do too much, but I'm sure it will still taste good. Uh, it's going to taste amazing. Um, anyway, and you know, practice makes perfect, and I can't think of anything better to practice on. So exactly like we've said before, it's like cooking only better because it's drinking. I am um, okay. So let's have a little sip of this. I just wanted to, I had a question for you about Pisco. And so I just, uh, here, cheers first. Alrighty, cheers. here we Cause go. Cause I, I love those. Cheers. That's a nice That's looking drink. I think it looks good. I kind of smeared the top of that with that, uh, with the Angostura, but it's, I can still smell it. It smells nice. It smells nice still. Tasty. Mmm, that's tasty. Okay. Oh, that's a good drink. Now, is there something? That's good. Now, when you have it, when you have Pisco in the sour, mm -hmm. I don't think you can really tell what Pisco tastes like. But if you want to pour a little bit into a glass and try Pisco straight. I recognize it when I have it in the drink as being Pisco. But yeah, I couldn't tell you what it really tastes like itself. So I, because I'm not an expert in alcohol yet, um, learned something very interesting today so about we have, Pisco. So we've poured some out here and we're going to try right now and just see what we think that it, what it tastes like. So now Pisco, it's a... It's a it is looking like it pours like a liqueur. Ours is kind of, of a straw color. It's kind of a straw colored. It looks like it's a little bit thicker, not like a regular alcohol, but it's not like runny it's not like sweet. honey. But I'm just I'm saying what it looks oh, like, what it looks in, like the, yeah. in the cup or in the in the glass here. So I'm gonna try a little bit of it here. Yeah, I don't. It's a and it's really it can either be kind of clear mm. or kind of okay. like a light light yellow. All right, I've formed what I think is here. You try it now. Well, 
I already know what it is because I'm the one who did the research. But I think it, yeah. I, but now I know what it is. It totally makes sense to me. Will you only tell you what I think it tastes like? Yeah. I think it tastes like a pear brandy. That's interesting. It tastes, it tastes kind of like some sort of fruit-based brandy to me. It is a brandy. Aha. It is a light-colored brandy that's produced in Peru and Chile um, from the wine-growing regions there. And it was developed in the 16th century by Spanish settlers. Really? Yeah. when uh, They must have been planting grapes and that type of thing. Hmm. Um, Spain is well-known for brandy production. Oh, absolutely. Even to these days. And so, yeah, it uh, it was started by Spanish settlers. So it's in just, South America. So it is kind of a, it's just a brandy. It's not a flavored brandy or anything. It's not flavored. No, it's huh. a, that is the flavor. It just probably depends on what the varietals of the grapes are that they're Interesting. growing. Interesting, but the, it, we couldn't find out what varietal they came from. I didn't do that research, okay. but if anybody's interested, I'm quite sure that they could uh, either head on down there to Peru and Chile and find out what and kind find of, out. So um, which a, I would suggest, Peruvian, or you could Chilean just look it up. brandy is what it is. It's Peruvian Chilean brandy. That's cool. I thought it was pretty cool. Well, that's interesting. Okay, cool. Another weird little fact I found on Wikipedia about it today was that um, during the gold rush in San Francisco, it was extremely popular. Really? Yeah. Pisco. Random fact. Yep. was popular during the gold rush. I'm guessing maybe because it was on a similar coast, and so they didn't oh, have to wait for them to go around the horn. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So, And uh, Pisco Sours, I'm sure, were one of the things they partook in. Fantastic, because they I, well, hopefully they did have some uh, limes and lemons and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure they did. They have good produce there. And that, California, I mean, that's, citrus. California, that's the place where they get all that stuff. So they probably were, and maybe getting some eggs there too from some California chickens. And um, the pisco sour, the cocktail itself, originated in Lima, Peru. Aha! Not surprising. Yeah. Anyway, that's some interesting fun facts about pisco. That is some fun facts about pisco that I never knew. Me neither. I never knew it was a brandy. I never. Well, after tasting it, I could definitely tell that's exactly what it was, but I never knew that's what it was. I guess I've always just had it in the cocktails, but I've never had it straight. So, you know, it just goes to show we have to try all this stuff straight so that you know what it tastes like when you're having it. Absolutely. And I think we've alluded to that before. Like, have fun. Taste these ingredients on their own. Taste the bitters. Taste the, uh, you know, the uh, vermouths. Taste these amaros. Taste these different things that you're putting in there. Try them on their own. You're going to get a better feel for it, and you're going to start being able to recognize that in any other cocktail that you end up having. I agree. All right, sugar. Can I talk about a little bit sh- about sugar? Let's talk a little bit about sugar here towards the end here. Okay, so now you know how to make a sour. You've made a whiskey sour. You've essentially made a pisco sour. So there's, um, obviously, if you use different alcohol, they can be different things, and some of them might feel very familiar to you. So uh, tequila, a tequila sour is a margarita. That's probably exactly an excellent description, <laughs> I would think, because you're talking some lemon juice, and you're talking some tequila. Yeah. Well, you mix up your citrus. And it's a sour, yeah. Right, you can mix, mix up your citrus. Like, we have fresh grapefruit in the fridge right now. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave here, and I'm going to make a mezcal sour that sounds which fantastic which basically is, is a margarita, margarita. <laughs> 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 um if you use rum okay with whatever citrus daiquiri oh interesting okay i think usually it's lime they'll uh, do lime but um yeah you can, whatever That's um cool. cognac or uh brandy okay might not be a surprise uh sidecar 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, great. I do, I do like sidecar. So when I was saying this is the building block recipe. Kind of a fruit juice, a, a, a tart fruit base juice with a spirit. It yeah. seems like you can go everywhere with it. You can go lemon, lime, any citrus, really. Blood oranges are delicious and stuff. Um, grapefruit, you know, whatever. Well, orange juice, you can kind of go into the blood and sand realm mm-hmm. at that point. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's really, that is the definition. And the other thing that makes it a sour is that you're putting sugar in it of some sort. Uh-huh, okay. So we usually like simple syrup because you don't have to wait for the sugar to dissolve out. Right. Um, if you had made your whiskey sour with a, with sugar, it's probably a good hint to put the sugar in with your juice first. Give that a little time to dissolve and then continue on with your recipe just so that you don't get that granular taste. But it will completely 100% work. Um Using super fine sugar is probably the better option. Yep. Um, but it'll work, you know, in a pinch, you could use whatever you got. So uh, then if you want to mix up different drinks and play around in that space, you can substitute your simple syrup for other with other things like a honey syrup or a maple syrup or agave syrup, um, which you see a lot in margaritas. Absolutely. Um, or you could use things like simple syrup infused with thyme or you know and we just did an episode two episodes ago about old fashions and how to make simple yeah we went pretty deep into some simple syrup right we didn't do any fusions and that may be something we do in a a next a later episode but yeah i mean this how to do that and stuff is definitely on uh on youtube and if you know, if we don't cover it at some point here, you can, there's definitely some resources for you to get to that kind of stuff. Yeah, and the simple syrup, again, the simple syrup article I found during that time was by Spruce Eats online, and uh, that was a great, it was a great article. So um, it had a lot of hints and a lot of uh, recipes. So um, that is about, uh, that about wraps up sours. I think it's a great place to start. Yeah, we get a lot of information there, babe. Yeah, and a lot of recipes today. Exactly. Why don't you tell folks again one more time where they can see pictures of these uh, recipes that we just talked about today and as well uh, see a picture of the drink and then also get the recipes. Well, we do have a site on Instagram. It is um, where we have all of our recipes that we've discussed today and then also a library of recipes um, from our previous episodes and a backlog of other things that we've made. And our handle on Instagram is amateur bartending number four for immature. And uh, we should pop right up. You should see our logo up there in the corner. Treat it like your uh, visual cocktail uh, cookbook. So we would really love if you'd go on to uh, iTunes or Google Play and find our podcast, Amateur Bartending for Immature People, and uh, listen to the rest of the episodes that we have up so far. We'd love to hear comments and leave comments on the Instagram or wherever you can, and we'd love to hear what you guys are making. This has been great. Another great show, Shan. Sure had fun. These cocktails are delicious. My favorite, I'm going to say, is going to be the New York Sour. So, guys, get out there and make that thing. It's an excuse to have a half a bottle of wine sitting around, which is always a good excuse. And there's never a reason not to use the rest of the wine. Absolutely not. (laughs) All right. Well, have a a great uh, cocktail hour there. All right. Happy cocktailing, everybody.